Hello, and welcome to the Being Well podcast. I'm Forrest Hansen. In our last episode, we began the challenging topic of forgiveness by focusing on the generosity of forgiving others. But however challenging it may be to forgive other people, we often struggle even more to forgive ourselves. Today, we're going to continue our focus on forgiveness by exploring how we can give it to ourselves as generously as we give it to other people. To help us do that, I'm joined by Dr. Rick Hansen. So to start us off, why do you think that people struggle to forgive themselves as kind of a general statement? And in your experience, are there a few particular blocks or pitfalls or struggles that people run into when they try to forgive themselves? It's a great question. Well, first off, just you need to know that it's even possible. Mm. So it's it's helpful to realize it actually is possible to forgive yourself with the understandings that we're going to wrap around it, which include, of course, taking responsibility for what you did and having appropriate remorse and making amends and things like that. So on those conditions, it's okay. It's actually a possibility. A second thing that gets in the way of people forgiving themselves is that they literally don't have the capabilities inside of bringing a kind of fair-minded perspective to themselves with a quality of nurturance Mm. and kindness for themselves. It's a little bit like, well, the person can't swim because they don't know how to move their arms and legs. So there's some foundational capabilities that are really necessary to do any kind of forgiveness. And then the third thing that gets in the way is besides knowing that it's possible and having the foundational capabilities, you need to know that it's allowed Mm. in your case, that it's not sinful to forgive yourself. It's not going to make you a worse person to forgive yourself that uh, you're not in violation of some social or religious norm or, or standard if you forgive yourself. So that's the third thing that I think people need to know that is it's okay in order to move into forgiving yourself. Yeah. So in the book Resilient, you share a sort of blueprint for forgiving yourself. I think it makes sense to structure this episode in terms of that, and we'll kind of touch on each of these various pieces that somebody needs in order to extend forgiveness to themselves. And that's starting with the first step, which you call just taking responsibility. So what do you mean by that? Well, that's a great question. Um, Before we dive into it, if it's okay, I just want to underline the soothing balm of Mm self-forgiveness, that uh, so many people are very hard on themselves and a sub-personality that's harsh and punishing and shaming, even caught up with loathing contempt is applied to themselves and um, often way out of proportion to the thing they did that day. And so self-forgiveness is a wonderful way to lay that burden down and uh, disengage from its corrosive effects on your mind and your body and your relationships over Mm -hmm. time. So you know, self-forgiveness is really important. I I was thinking one day when I was on retreat, actually, I was walking up on the hill and I was caught up in a relationship with somebody mm. and I was thinking about it. And I worked my way to forgiving them. I thought about them. I, I worked my, you know, I, I gave them a full pardon, but I was still really upset about everything. Mm. And it just came to me that I had not yet forgiven myself mm. for my part in everything. And often... If we're still caught up in something that's upsetting, even after we've actually forgiven the other people involved, take a look. Have you not yet forgiven yourself for your own part in things? 
Maybe that's what needs to happen for a complete release. So that said, I think the first condition for any kind of morally legitimate and psychologically effective self-forgiveness is to take maximum reasonable personal responsibility for what happened. No longer trying to deflect blame, no longer defending yourself against uh, the justified criticisms of others, really opening your heart to, through empathy, to letting it land the impact on others of what you did or the severity of the violation of some norm or law or standard. Really get it and decide for yourself. Sometimes it takes a little time. What was what you actually did? What did you actually do? And what led you to do it? Including some of the more twisted motives and dark, nasty motives that can bubble up from inside. Claim responsibility. Own it. We can't ever be free of something until we take maximum reasonable responsibility for our part in the matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. And one of the key words in there, I think, is reasonable responsibility. And we've talked about this a little bit in previous episodes. This idea of if you did a bad thing at a 5 out of 10, feel pain at a 5 out of 10 level for what you did. You know, if you did something that was a 3 out of 10, I think that we probably all know that person who will do a, make a very minor mistake, and but just fall over themselves with an apology for that very minor mm-hmm. mistake. And there's sometimes something about it that could actually feel a little bit disingenuous mm-hmm. or a little overwrought or kind of over the top. And then throw into the fact that that can become very punishing for yourself mm-hmm. over time. If yeah. you really only, you know, just forgot something for a friend, it's perfectly reasonable to say, wow, you know, sorry, I forgot that. But it's not necessarily so reasonable to really browbeat yourself for it. And it could just be a little excessively self-flagellating. So I think that that's a great point. And additionally, as a sort of addendum to that, when you accept reasonable responsibility, it also kind of clarifies the things that you maybe weren't responsible for. That's a great point. It it shapes the contour of what is worthy of Mm self-forgiveness and uh, doesn't get you caught up in forgiving yourself for more than what you really did, which injects a kind of falsifying of things into it. Yeah, absolutely. And it can really help just in conversation with somebody else. We spend a lot of time in the um, sections devoted to to intimacy and courage on this idea of like building a good interaction, having a good Mm. conversation with Mm. somebody else. And really a big part of that is both parties sort of deciding what they're responsible for or kind of stating their case around what they're responsible for. So when you forgive yourself for something, it's good to kind of really carve out the actual area where you feel like you did something wrong, because that can really kind of manage the problem in an effective way. Great. So dovetailing with that, the next stage that you laid out was feeling appropriate remorse. Yeah, if you don't let yourself feel appropriately bad about what happened, there too, self-forgiveness just doesn't have traction. Mm-hmm. Now, to do this, to open to appropriate remorse, you often need to resource yourself so that you can tolerate the feelings of guilt or shame. I think back on moments I've had with people in my life where I was snappish with them, or I was selfish, or I was sloppy and lazy in how I dealt with doing something, let's say. And if I were to try to forgive myself 
for those failures on my part and did not really allow the wince of healthy remorse mm. to land to oh, you know to really get at how I hurt them well I'm not going to be free of it mm. and I think that the grounding for a lot of this whole conversation actually is in the evolution of social emotions mm. in primates and hominids and humans and these very kind of nascent baby steps that chimpanzees take through rituals of apology and then repair and rapprochement. And there are increasing studies that show how chimpanzees will do this when they're involved in a group. And still, it's very, very primitive, including compared to what little kids will do who are three years old in a preschool in terms of making up uh, with, you know, and becoming friends again. So there's a deep natural process that's biologically developed inside small bands that enable people to come to peace with each other. And part of that is to feel inside yourself remorse or, if it's appropriate, guilt or shame. And as it's appropriate, let other people see that in you as well. Mm -hmm. Because that's the mechanism. That's the ancient primal mechanism that we evolved to process misdeeds or process our the harms that we do each other. And when those other people can see that you're visibly upset by this, that it really has landed in you, then they will be more prepared to trust you again in the future. We tap into that same machinery uh, when we forgive ourselves. It's because we trust ourselves to take appropriate responsibility and to feel bad about it appropriately, then we can move into the release mm -hmm. of uh, uh, that's grounded in a kind of trust of self-forgiveness. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's really wonderfully said to maybe simplify that kind of big thought. Yeah, kind of, kind of well, a, a that big... rambling, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, up there. Would, you're too nice. Way, you're a little nice yeah, there. You know, um, to, to, to simplify all of that into kind of a very practical sense, maybe. Just at the, at the simplest level, when we bring a complaint to somebody else yeah. and we see in them that it really lands with them, yep. everything gets a lot easier. So true. It becomes so much easier to forgive them for whatever tricky, bad, problematic thing they did. If we can see that they get that yep. a bad thing happened, they made a mistake, and now it's time to go on and do the next thing. So much easier to step out of the war with them. Yeah. Equally, once we feel full remorse for something that we did, yeah. it becomes much easier for others to step out of the war with us mm. and to an extent for us to sort of step out of the war with ourselves, so yes. to speak. So great way to frame it. Um, moving on from there, we have repairing the relationship and then making amends as best as we can. Yeah, self-forgiveness. If you've harmed other people without trying to make it right with them, mm. it's, it's BS. Yeah. You can't really, and you shouldn't forgive yourself if you have not done everything reasonable to clean up your mess. Mm. If you broke the dish, repair it, or mm -hmm. do what you can to get the person a new one, or be really, really open about um, how much it's bothered you that you broke their dish. Uh, do what you can mm -hmm. in relationships. Uh, reach out to other people. Like I've had situations in my life where Something happened with another person. They had their part. I had my part. But I really did want to repair and um, take responsibility for my part and mm -hmm. clean it up as best I could. And they never responded. Yeah, so absolutely. I went through, yeah. So I, at some point, I 
you know, I made four or five efforts literally to reach out and try to fix things or acknowledge my part and very apologetic, got no reply. At a certain point, you just think, well, I did what I could. And if you know that you really did what you could, you paid them back, you added a little interest, you went out of your way to be helpful to them the next time you had a chance, then you're much more able to truly forgive yourself. I, I did my bit. I can get I get to move on now. It's easy to see the importance of that when we think again in terms of our relationships with other people. For me, it's kind of a version of the phrase, the cover-up is worse than the crime, where oftentimes we'll have a negative interaction with somebody else, and it'll be sort of a passing thing. And if that person had just said, yeah, you're right, I made a mistake, my bad, there would be no lasting damage to the relationship. But often, there you'll see this resistance in people to accepting that something bad happened, and there's no real attempt from them to make amends. And often that resistance becomes much, much, much more damaging long-term to your relationship with that person or that person's relationship with some, some group or community than the actual initial bad thing that happened. And so many kind of wrongs could have been averted if they had just kind of taken a deep breath and been like, you know, you're right, I'll try to make it up for you. Because it doesn't have to be more than that. And I think that a lot of the time that acceptance of mm. that something bad happened is often like so painful for people that they're very, very averse to it. So this step might seem very straightforward and simple to repair and make amends, but I think for a lot of people, it's a really big deal and it's really challenging. Um, so when we are capable of doing it ourselves, you know, it's it's worth noting it and kind of giving ourselves, you know, maybe not a pat on the back per se, but a little bit of that internal support of, you know, I am doing a good thing. I'm really doing the best that I can here. That's great for us because it, you know, as you say that, I realize that focusing on action is a recurring theme in these podcasts mm. and there's a place for it. I think that sometimes psychotherapy, counseling, coaching, self-help, mindfulness training, et cetera, et cetera, can be overly focused on the internal world. Mm. And yeah, there's a lot that's important to do inside your mind. And there's a lot that's important to do with your body out yeah. in the world totally. in terms of taking action sweeping the floor after you broke the dish yeah. rather than just saying, oh, sorry, I feel so bad. Will you forgive me? I forgive myself and moving on. No, get the broom and clean up the mess. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. there's a pleasure action. But the other thing is great too. When you know in your heart, you've done what you could, you've done what any reasonable person could do, then even if the other people dispute the sincerity of your efforts, or they still are caught up in finding fault with you that's way out of proportion to what really happened. Even if they do that, you know inside yourself that you repaired to a reasonable level and you did the very best you could in proportion to however large or small the misdeed was. And then you're on a much more solid footing inside yourself. You can have much more confidence in yourself that you do get to forgive yourself, even if they won't. Moving on from there, we have seeing the larger causes of your actions. Yeah, that's the complement to the thing we talked about in the last podcast about moving in, especially a, whole, a full pardon with other people. Um, it really helps to see the ways in which whatever happened that they did was the result of 10,000 causes upstream, in effect, give or take a few. In the same way, when you understand, well, I, I lost my temper in that way, mm -hmm. and I was dealing with a lot of back pain. Recently, I lost my mother. 
My boss is a nightmare. When you get a bigger picture, not to let yourself off the hook, but to see clearly, to push through the tendency to rest in the ignorance that creates suffering, and instead be extremely clear about everything that happened, Mm -hmm. then it's actually a lot easier to forgive yourself. You realize you're biological. There's the little inner lizard, mouse, and monkey inside Mm -hmm. you that just came out that day. And yeah, it's important to regulate that in the future and make amends for the past. Fine. And you know, those reactions are oh so human, especially under those kinds of conditions. So that too can help you move into forgiving yourself by maybe popping up to like the bird's eye view. Yeah. Where you look at your life and you look at all the forces. You can even do this almost as a writing exercise or just inside your own mind. What are some of the many things that caused you to do what you did that day? All right. Take responsibility for the ones that were volitional, that arose inside your own mind. All right. And also, what else contributed or enabled, um, you know, whatever happened that day? And when you put things in that bigger picture, it's a lot easier to forgive yourself, I think. Yeah, I think sometimes it can be tricky or it can sound contradictory because we tend to weigh these two big forces in these episodes. Hmm. And the first force or desire is exactly what you're speaking to, which is we we really emphasize sort of putting things into context and everyone's a little bit different and to have a lot of sensitivity to those individual differences. And as we move through the world, a lot of things happen to us and we are the sum total of all of those things, and so on and so on, while also really advocating for taking kind of full and complete responsibility for our own actions. Yeah, I think certainly on a surface level, and honestly, even a little deeper than a surface level, it can seem like those two things are, are sort of at war with each other a little it's bit. It's very astute. Yeah. Yeah, and, you're right. It's, a, it's kind of a haunting paradox, yeah, and it's, it's the heart a, of a lot of morality and spirituality. Totally. There's a natural push-pull yeah. between those two forces, mm. and for me, you can hold them both in your mind at the same time. I do not believe that they're fundamentally contradictory. Mm-hmm. I think that we can both take full responsibility for what we did. To use your example from earlier, if we broke the plate, Mm -hmm. we should take full responsibility for breaking the plate. The statement is, I broke the plate. It's not the 10,000 causes that created (laughs) me broke the plate, which would would be quite a trick if you dropped that on somebody in conversation. Or even, I got mad at you, I slammed my fist on the table, and that shook the table, which shook the plate on the edge of the table and caused it to fall off. Yeah, absolutely. I broke the plate in a fit of anger. Sure. Or, you know, whatever With a it might violent be. act. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you know, like, there are a lot of ways that people... Uh, by the way, I've never done that. Just to be... For the record, <laughs> I've gotten mad. You're, you're not speaking from personal experience. <laughs> oh, no, this here. one I didn't do. I've done other things that were dumb, but Fantastic. I didn't do this one. Yeah, for sure. So there are many ways that people, particularly problematic people, use that sort of big picture view to excuse a lot of their behavior that is fundamentally problematic and it's kind of inappropriate that they're forgiving themselves for that behavior. Yeah, or they forgive others with the catchphrase, which is like fingernails on chalkboard for me. Oh, they just, they did the best they could. Yeah, exactly. Or, Or our forgiveness of others is offered in this kind of like, it was the way it had to be. Yeah. Because it was the way it was. The, this sort of put downy way or this very sort of new agey sensibility around, oh, you know, everything happens for a reason, or so on and so on and so on. And I just think it's sort of fundamentally ridiculous. So yeah. 
at bottom, we do need to take responsibility for our actions. Mm-hmm. And then for me, that is the foundation on which everything else rests. Mm-hmm. But on top of that foundation, it is extremely reasonable and I think indeed important to have a degree of sensitivity for all of the causes and conditions that create a person or create a moment or create an interaction. But that's the leveling to it for me. I think that at the bottom, it's personal responsibility. And then layered on top of that is whatever the circumstances might be and having a sensitivity towards them. So I just wanted to kind of point to that as as a very natural caveat here whenever we talk about these kind of two warring forces. So with that said, moving on from there, uh, we have asking for forgiveness, you know, if you can, as one of the next stages. I think that on the short list, top five, top 10, really virtuous and moving things that any human beings can do. One of them is to ask for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And to do it, of course, in the healthy ways we're talking about here. Asking for forgiveness that you've earned through your own efforts and not out of manipulating the other person. Mm. So one way into forgiving yourself for something is to ask the other person to forgive you. And it may be that you can't reach the other person, or they would take it really badly. And what you can do, though, is you can imagine them forgiving you in a way that's healthy, or you can imagine others forgiving you. You can ask others in your mind or in reality, including for some people, frankly, it can become really quite spiritual. For some, that's a very meaningful psychological experience that may, who knows, have transcendental aspects to it as well. Who knows? So uh, asking others to forgive you, asking the person in question to forgive you, asking your allies, including spiritual allies, to forgive you. These are all aids to forgiving yourself. Mm. So to give a kind of final stage in this process, it's finally actually offering forgiveness to yourself, sometimes Mm. even in a very literal way. Yeah, I I go back to that story where... um, I was caught up in my relationship with someone and a very important person in my life, and I was still upset about it and kind of even caught up in the ways that they had their own role and what had gone wrong in our relationship. And when I came to that, what was tethering me, what was tangling me still in the, in the upset was that I had not yet forgiven myself. In the process of forgiving myself, there were moments where I would actively say, Rick, I forgive you. Mm. And uh, you might uh, say that in your own mind. You could write a little note to yourself. You might, I have a friend who has a, a, a kind of adapted here, you know, where you basically say, good morning, I forgive you. Mm. Good morning, it's a fresh day. Let's make it a good one. And that has a kind of ritualistic quality to it. Or maybe you want to write it down on a sticky, which you put up on your wall. Forgiveness is a blessing that's available to all of us, including ourselves. So forgiving yourself in a really active way and coming back to it, it's useful. If you're caught up in a relationship that's upsetting to you when you think about it, I think it's actually really useful to uh, double check whether there's an opportunity here to forgive yourself as a way to move into a complete release with regard to that relationship. And to forgive yourself, like we're saying here, pretty actively and directly. That's really nicely said. To add maybe 
another layer of kind of caveat or subtlety to it as we keep on doing throughout these episodes. A version of that, a version of that, Rick, I forgive you, is certainly something that I've said with regards to kind of Forrest, I forgive you. And it begins with, Forrest, you messed up. You know, you blew it. You made a mistake. You hurt the thing. You broke the dish. You did the bad thing. Because I think that, again, that taking responsibility is really important. But you've taken responsibility. You've been remorseful. You've done the things you could. You tried to communicate to the other person. And you need to make sure that you don't do it again. But at the same time, for that instance, you're forgiven. I forgive you. And I think that putting things inside of that broad framing and that kind of total collection of all the things that you've done, including the mistake you made in the first place, can be a really complete way to sort of offer that self-forgiveness. So all of that said, I think that that feels like a good place to conclude today's episode on forgiving yourself. Today we explored how we can extend forgiveness to ourselves as we extend it to others. Uh, We covered taking responsibility, feeling appropriate remorse, making amends, seeing the larger causes of our actions, asking for forgiveness, and finally extending forgiveness to ourselves. Inside of each of those, we had a little conversation. We went back and forth on some of the details of it, but the whole concept can really be summarized in terms of those six sort of big categories. So before we go, I'd like to mention again that if you've been enjoying the podcast, we are currently offering uh, Dr. Hansen's Foundations of Wellbeing online program at a 10% discount to listeners of the podcast. Just enter the code BEINGWELL10 at checkout and you will get that back. The online program is what the podcast content is based off of, and it provided the structure that turned into our book, Resilient. So we've come a long way during this podcast, and we hope that you will join us again next week when we'll be concluding the strength of generosity and indeed this year-long journey as a whole with widening the circle of us. Until then, thanks for listening.